Say, I can give you an extra pickle with your order. I can give you an extra pickle with your order if you want. Wink. That'll <laughs> work. I will tell you, there is a tip jar there. If you feel you've had exceptional service. I need my change. I got to do laundry. Oh. Don't give me a dollar. Oh! You are a sweetheart. What? You're a sweetheart. Thank you. Hey-o. Hey, yes. yes. We're back, baby. We're back. You missed us. This is the official and practical Jokers podcast. I'm Casey Jost. I'm James McCarthy. I am Tina Santamaro. And thanks to HBO Max, you can now watch any episode pretty much of Impractical Jokers as you want. And so we've decided to go back to season one, the first episode, and we're going to be talking about that today. How fun is that? Back where it all started, baby. That's right. Going back in time. Very uh, excited. You can also watch episodes on True TV, of course, but you could choose whatever one you want on HBO Max, and that's nice. So uh, we also have a special guest. James, do you want to tell us about it? Yes, it's another James. James S. Murray wow. from True TV's Impractical Jokers is joining Amazing. us today. I have to tell you one thing that's happening now in my life, Murr, is I have a puppy. Who's literally... I, I just heard. Is the puppy around? Can I see him or her? Well, she she's in her crate now because we want Aww. her to take a little nap. Um, What's her name? Granny is her name. Granny yeah. the puppy. She's really sweet, and it's I've, I haven't been sleeping much, but uh, it's been amazing. I, I keep complaining to my friends who have kids, and they're like, Dude, shut up. <laughs> They're like, yeah. it's nothing. Uh, I want to train my kids one day to, to just do what my dog does. Oh. You know, train them outside. And we put in a doggy door, which will become a baby door one day uh, in the screen. And uh, they just crawl back in when they're done doing their business. I, it's so similar. Like, you know, you, you probably want them to sleep in a crate. That would be great. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. The one thing to worry about is there's a lot of hawks around my property. So I'm just afraid, yeah, you know, we yeah. had to wait until Penny was big enough that she could fight off a hawk. So um, the first few months the baby might be around might be tough with the hawks. I might have to keep an eye from a distance. I'm not going go near a hawk. Well, you should, when she's in the cage, you should give her a shank so that like, you know, she just knows how to stab. Casey, let's not be crazy. It's a crib, <laughs> not a cage. But it's turned upside down because you can't get out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, this is interesting. Do, wait, which episode are we even talking about with, with Murr? So we are talking about the very, very first episode of Impractical Jokers. Fe- the first one? And it features 100. a dog. It features a dog, too, in The Punishment. Whoa. Are you talking about it the does. pilot, the pilot episode? Yes. Well, there's pieces of it, right? Mm-hmm. There's pieces. There's pieces of the pilot in the first episode. The pilot episode and the first episode of Impractical Jokers are not the same thing. Ooh. Case in point, the pilot episode ended with us cutting each other's hair off in the bar in the uh, hair salon. But we made that the end of the first eight episodes, a mid-season break. Right. Uh, we we moved to the punishment, and the punishment of the first episode became Sal picking up dog poop. Right. Yeah, that's the yeah. That that's the first correct. one. And, yeah, you win. That's not from the pilot. No, no, that 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 was shot for series. Yeah, uh, but the the ones we shot for the pilot that's in the first episode is Costco. That's exactly. It. Yeah, and and, and yeah, you it was, could, goes what Costco, White Castle, or White Castle, uh, Man on the Street. It's us, White Castle, Costco. Then yeah. it goes to us, us uh, sign here petition or like surveys in, in the yeah. park. You got and it. then got uh, it. dog poop is that? Am I right? Yeah, it's you, no. the order. The order's wrong, but you got you got yeah. some stuff. Oh, and you missed. You're one. right. You're right. We would have done the survey uh, in the middle, uh, and then uh, Costco after that, right? Yeah. Yeah, and you're missing one bit. Yeah. What? Jam packed. A tourist 
info booth. That was in the Blair. first episode? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what's the order of the first episode? We have four it's challenges? Insane. Four. Full-on challenges. It starts out Castle of White. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you head over to the park for some uh, petitions. Yeah. Yep. Then you go uptown to Times Square for the tourist info booth. And in then, episode one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 uh, a little fun fact. I don't know how we're supposed to do this, so I'm just riffing yeah. on memories of these things. No, this is accurate. Uh, in, in 10 years of filming Impractical Jokers, the Times Square info booth was the coldest day we've ever filmed on. It was in the middle of the winter. It was like December when we filmed that or whatever. And we, you know, and uh, it was literally single digits that day. And we had no money for the TV show. Uh, Oh my God, there's so many good stories about Uh that day. Hold on, (laughs) I'm gonna back up. You know the famous story from Impractical Joker's history from Lore where Rob Emmer couldn't find Mecca? Yeah, it was was that day. We were going to info booth in Times Square. And he couldn't. Yes, he, we commuted from midtown, downtown, to wherever we were in the park, slow, to midtown. You had to slow down because you said like he couldn't find Mecca, but Mecca was a security guard we had. <laughs> but you made it sound like okay. yeah. Oh, okay. wow. I was like, I know Times Square pretty well. I have no idea what you're talking well, about right to now. the east. Yeah, hold on, let me, let yeah. me set the scene. So in the beginning, uh, our security guard, his name was Mecca. Very nice the guy. Best. Still friends of ours, right? And uh, super cool, cucumber, relaxed, easygoing. <laughs> Rob Emmer, dear friend of ours, not the coolest, uh, most level-headed guy on the planet. He, he would sometimes get flustered back then, as we all did. We had no money, yeah. no budget. We, had no, we were taking the subway with equipment up to Times Square to film that bit on the coldest day of the decade, right? <laughs> and and we, get out, we get out of the subway, and, <laughs> uh, and Rob Emmer, uh, was, we sent him ahead of us to go order pizza for our motley crew, a skeleton crew of people. We sent him ahead to get pizza. And he went up with Mecca to get pizza. The pizza took like a half hour to make, so Rob was late. And then he came out of the pizzeria and couldn't find Mecca. And so we come out of the subway a few minutes later, and we're, we're starving. We've been filming all day. We're like, Rob, what's going on? And he runs up to us and says, the pizza's late, and I can't find Mecca. And then he runs off. And that's like a famous moment for the pilot. Which is incredible because that, that's a switcheroo, right? Like, he, he, like you know, uh, Mecca's late and I can't find pizza, right? It's supposed to be that. So it's the same yeah. thing with like, here are the, here are the wives of your photo. Yeah. Here are the you wives know, he, of your photo. His brain It's beautiful. He's things. a beautiful yeah. person. And that, that's how he got the nickname yeah. 911, which is when you're, it's an emergency situation. You call Rob Emmer, yeah. you call 911, and he's there, there to save the day. He eventually got the pizza. He eventually found Mecca. We eventually filmed the bit in Times Square on the coldest wow, day of the century. Wow, that's a great story. Oh, man. I, so I, that, season one, I was, I was around. But like there, there's just – like you said, it was such a skeleton crew. I was either like on set or had to leave to pick up a van or get like donuts and coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was – everybody – I was mm-hmm. saying like everybody did everything do you remember there was a shoot we did uh where gatto drove the van back <laughs> you know what i mean got yeah, yeah. I think mostly because <laughs> most of the crew got drunk and gatto doesn't drink so he was like i'll drive was that, was that the day we filmed sal's uh ping punishment in the escape room because we all went to the well, bar i think there were multiple drink. times that was years later wait wait i know exactly uh-huh. the day that was that was season one or two. We were staying this like flea bag motel yeah. in the Jersey Shore in Seaside yep. Heights. And uh, and we all went to the boardwalk afterwards to drink. And uh, and Gatto, was the, he drove the white van back to the flea bag motel. 
and the whole crew was singing in the back. We were we yeah. were done shooting. We were all for it. You know? Also, with the vineyard, when we shot at the vineyard, and Q got drunk the whole entire time. Wow. And then the whole crew was just like, all right, wine, wine shots. Did the vineyard ever air? I think it's one of the few challenges that never aired in Practical Jokers. I feel like I've never seen that. No, it, it has. It hasn't aired. I've seen it. Uh, I was there for the cut of it. It never aired because it was very inconsistent. Yeah. Everybody was <laughs> you know? fine. It was because of all the wine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was the 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 marks were not the most stellar. We were certainly not not the most stellar. But it had one of the iconic moments that I wish. I think we worked into the show at some point. The joke was, you know, you go to a wine taste and you take a sip, you spit it out, right? And uh, and you taste whatever. So we made Q that day drink from the the spittoon oh, yeah. of wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All for nothing because we never aired the challenge. One of the few <laughs> Joker's challenges that never saw the light of day. I, I tell you something else that happened that day, just a brainstorm. We were all we were all like just sitting around like probably like having lunch and we like looked around the environment and people were hanging and we, we thought, I wonder if we could get a wedding speech to do a toast. Cause we were saying like something like this would be great to like do a toast. And then I think we, someone else was like, what if we did it at a wedding venue? Could we get that? And then yeah. that like kind of got the ball rolling. I remember that specifically. Wow. Do you remember the, the, the rundown of the pilot episode, Casey? I mean, I remember Costco. I remember the the because the, when I watched these episodes, I knew what what was in the pilot because I didn't work on the pilot aside from you used the, my song for the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's right. I remember this is this is so funny, dude. I remember Sal was like, "Hey, come to North South Productions back at the old place yep. and come watch our our pilot." You know, if you want to come over, I was like, "Sure." I sat in the edit bay. I think it was just like the editor. Uh, maybe it was like, and he, me and him, and he showed me it and we came out and I said to him, I was like, what's all this thumbs up, thumbs down stuff, like win or lose. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, yeah, it's like a format that they want to do. I was like, I don't think anyone's going to like that. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, dead do, wrong. Do you know, we, uh, there was three versions of the pilot with three different scoring systems. There was a, there was a thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a heart monitor, right? Oh, yes. So we would measure your heartbeat on the bottom to see who could say the coolest, and that yep. would determine the winner. And I then like there that. was a, a point system, a BS point system, as to who is ahead, and the narrator would uh, allocate points at random. To like, whoever a who's, like a who's line? Almost like a who's line, yeah. Uh, isn't that wild? So I have in my house right now. I have three different pilots for Impractical Jokers, what was called Mission Uncomfortable. I have three different edited pilots. Same challenges, totally different formats. Uh, also, yeah. Wait, yeah. the heart monitor, did you actually wear a heart monitor so it was accurate who was staying the coolest, or was it just... The heart monitor was always <laughs> bullshit. Uh, it, okay. uh, it was always <laughs> bullshit. Uh, we, but with the intention that if we got greenlit for series, it yeah. would be real. You know, right, right. Uh, but we, and that's in the original sales tape for Impractical Jokers, Mission Uncomfortable. We have a scene in the intro of us putting on heart monitors. That was the original format idea. And then uh, it became thumbs up, thumbs down was the winner. Uh, but the, the format has always been very arbitrary. But the, the original pilot episode was Costco uh, started the, the, the bit, the whole uh, pilot, followed by us stealing food off people's plates right yep. in that Chinese restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. They used to love anybody remember the name of it. I, I don't remember. I, yeah, I, 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 I know where it was. There. It was on Bowery 
right below, uh, right. Uh, it was a block away from the, the barbershop where you guys shaved my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. all the landmarks you have for, for, yeah. for life yeah. is just like, this is where they uh, put Novocaine yeah. in my mouth. This is where they yeah. shave my, this is, <laughs> so this is where they burn my blankie. Two blocks east of where I got that tattoo of a ferret Scott out of You guys know. We got to do the walking tour of New York City. Yeah, we need, yeah. we need to do an yeah. official one because I think people have already started doing it. Because it's just, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think so. I think I've seen that, but I think we need to do like an official one and make that cha-ching. That's yeah. a really funny idea. Yeah, this we, feels like like a like a real Kramer bus tour situation yes, that yeah. Rob Emmer would do. Oh, my you God. know, oh, like yeah. he'd be driving He's the, perfect, the bus. He's the I'm hatching my idea right here. Why don't we do something for charity, mm-hmm. right? Where uh, any one of the actual jokers, the four of us, or all of us, or none of us, or whatever, ever gives the tour, <laughs> and we have. The, you know, sparkle so, laid out. We arrange. So it funny that you that you. Kn- <laughs> you know what it's going to be, Mer? It's going to be uh, one of those. You know, how we've been trying to get those telepresence robots into yeah. a bit. It's going to be you on a on a screen, and like just like follow around this like robot. Yeah. Going, going around Times Square. Emmer will be there in person to make it's, sure the robot can get upstairs yeah, and whatever. It's hard. I was literally talking about the idea of telescreen robot. Uh, yesterday, I was telling my nephews the idea uh, about how funny it would be to see Gatto's face and his big eyes on that tele-robot screen following, like, uh, you know, as the new yeah. uh, regional manager of an office, so nobody's met him yet, and <laughs> have him zooming around the office, introduce himself to real employees that have no idea that are on a hidden camera show. It would be so funny. I was talking about it yesterday. Love it. I want to go back to the episode for a sec because there, we, we still have to talk about it. <laughs> That's the point oh. of this. And the White Castle. Why are we talking about it? It seems like we're talking about it. Oh, I know. But like, we, you know, you're also talking about future ideas that I, I'm excited about too, but I'm still excited about <laughs> these the old ones. That's the kind of, you don't know what's going to happen on this podcast yep. energy. We want to elicit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so White Castle, I mean, is insane because, and the reason why I think you tell me if I'm wrong, it made it into the first episode was this was one of our still to our, to this day, like one of the biggest chains that we got on the show. Um, yeah. and it, I remember you would always push for that. And I, I agree like it, and it was smart because it, it makes it seem like a legit show, which we've never yeah. been, yep. but it makes it feel like <laughs> this is this, like, you know, White Castle's letting them film in their store. That's huge. So, and you were always the proponent of like getting these names on board because it, it's also just a, it, the stakes are higher for you guys too. Like we got, I, I wrote the actual thing booklet book we would send to these companies yeah. uh, with the DVDs of, of impractical jokers to, to try to lure them into letting us film there. So there's a, a press packet is, that, is yeah. what it is. I wrote a press packet uh, that had stats and who we were and the background sample challenges, things that we might, might do in their location, what the day would entail. Uh, and I would send along uh, a link in, a, in addition to the Bible, both the Bible, the press packet, uh, I would send a link to Costco, edited down to take out some of the riskier stuff and keep the funniest stuff, like mm-hmm. uh, well, the more mainstream funny stuff, like Joe nosing people to show them that uh, that it was a good, wholehearted, you know, good-hearted show rather. Yeah. So uh, how what, how hard was it to get the very first like place that you went into since you had no yeah. Costco? Costco was a total favor. Uh, and we got into trouble for that. Somebody got fired for that. No. Uh, <laughs> he says with a smile. He says with a smile on yeah, his face. It wasn't me. <laughs> the original showrunner of the pilot episode, Mike Addis, a friend of ours, good guy. He he was 
I think it was the story was he was college roommates with the guy that was like an SVP at Costco and uh, and had risen up pretty high. Or, or he was like the, you know, the manager of that particular Costco. And the guy let us film in the Costco in on 120, um, the one uptown. Uh, yeah. You know, on the right off the FDR. Whatever you'll see it on the tour. Right you'll see it on the tour. Yeah. You'll see it on the tour, guys. Uh, sign up now. <laughs> <laughs> go, go to GoFundMe.ImpracticalJokers.Tour slash none of the jokers will be on the tour. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just buy RobEmmer.com and use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it redirects to this. You're, you're, you're <laughs> Rob Roy Emmer. Yeah, yeah. Your tour hosts are either Rob or Roy Emmer. <laughs> It'll yeah. be both. It'll be like a classic. We get, to, we get to Costco that day. And it was a little bit of confusion as to whether we could be there, uh, but we showed them we had permission from so-and-so, and they let us go there. They had no idea what we were going to do. We had no idea what we were doing. But by the end, they didn't care for what we were doing, and they shut us down. We never finished the day of shooting. They shut us down. Thankfully, we had enough for all four tur- turns, and they refused to let us film the intro in the store because as it, as it kind of worked its way up the ladder, they realized we didn't have – full corporate permission to be in the store, right? <laughs> we had to sign off from Costco, from whatever, from the regional, whatever, but it never went all the way to the top. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so they threw us out of the store and we had to film. That's why the intro to that challenge is filmed in the public area in front of the store and not inside the store itself. I remember. Anyways, wow. the episode airs. The episode airs. I think the guy ended up getting fired over that because he didn't go the, it, that, it's on him. They let us air the episode. We got permission to air it. But uh, but he didn't get uh, he didn't do the right steps beforehand. So wow, that's on him. But they made for a great challenge. So they're, they're, that's why in that challenge in particular, I think you feel there's an air of subversiveness mm. to the performances mm-hmm. because there was all this kind of chaos going on uh, where they were running up the flagpole because we were already there set up and starting filming, and there's all this chaotic energy on set as to whether we'd be able to finish the bit. And we finished it, got thrown out, and filmed the intro outside. Not the only time that exact scenario has happened yeah, in 10 years. How awesome is it to be that guy, though, and be on a job interview? And they're like, so why did you get fired from Costco? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. The show, so. the show has, uh, over 10 years, I think, has proven itself as not as we're here to stay, as a good family-friendly show. So I hope... Uh, he got hired back. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I hope uh, nice. But you said it was chaotic, Mer. Your turn at Costco is absolutely insane. If you think about like the show then is also cut together so fast. It's like joke, 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 joke. Like things that don't was, really breathe. That was, that was Mike Addis and I sleeping overnight in the edit bays to get the pilot cut correctly. And we, the two of us insisted on as many possible jokes as we could squeeze into every moment as, uh, as, as we could. And uh, because the idea was the idea that remember that was shot for the pilot and it worked its way into the first episode. Um, The idea was you wanted to grab the viewer flipping through channels and with something so funny, so Mm -hmm. quickly that they wouldn't possibly turn to the next channel. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's why the first Eight episodes in particular are frenetic in pace. That's by design mm. to stop the channel clicking. Because, Mer, within like 43 seconds in this episode, you tell a guy who's French that you hate the French. <laughs> yeah. You then make it rain with someone else's money. You rip up yeah. someone's check and you tell I a man mean... who has a cake for a memorial service. You ask him who caked the bucket. Who caked the bucket? <laughs> 
cake to the bucket. Who caked the bucket? <laughs> who, who uh, honestly though, who caked the bucket? <laughs> who caked the bucket? One of my favorite jokes in Joker's history. Who caked Insane. the bucket? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a good turn. I mean, this, I mean, honestly, like it, the first episode has all, it, it's amazing also because there's all that funny stuff, but we also did a thing called outros, which we completely stopped doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Outros where like someone yep. was just like, yep. I can't believe you didn't say that. And it's like, we realized like, we don't need this. Why? The outros were the hardest thing to film because you've got to recap what people just saw. And then eventually we just right. cut it yeah. <laughs> entirely. Who which needs it? Uh, you don't need it really. You don't need it. Now we just have a voiceover yeah. kind of do a quick little recap, little joke. Much easier to write that than figure out funny riffs on what you just saw. And now you have the Impractical Jokers, uh, and now you have the official Impractical Jokers podcast to rehash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, a couple other things. Let me think about uh, that first episode. So White Castle got White Castle came about because we reached out to uh, I think he was like another regional manager. He was a Long Island guy who became friends with us, and he loved practical jokes. And he liked the idea. We sent him the Costco clip. He loved it and thought it was hysterical. And he's still, uh, I probably has his, have his name. He's been like our biggest ally over nine years. He's so, he, he thought it fit their brand as a slightly irreverent and, you know, but, but good natured and they can poke fun of themselves. And that, that, that guy is, I think he's still there, has been the one we always reach out to for nine seasons we should, now. We should go to, back. Uh, once, once we can, we should go back yeah. because that's, that's a good place to go. And there's always that pickup. There's like delivery and pickup that we could always, you know. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story from White Castle. So <laughs> that was another big score for us. We, did, it, we, we didn't film it for the pilot, but it wound up in the first uh, episode of the show because it was so funny. The guy that... Do you remember yes. Q freezing, holding yep. Uh, yep. the dollar bill? He actually froze for, I think it was a total of like eight minutes or so, seven <laughs> minutes. And we, we couldn't put eight minutes on TV. Of eight minutes? Are you yeah. kidding it's, me? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. I'll tell you something else. Remember also, um, in, uh, maybe not that day, but we tried freeze another time. But the, the Q's freeze was like so incredible that we were like, well, we can't do it twice. Yeah, and time time doesn't really work as a joke on TV, uh, like a time joke. See how long you can blank. You, you either have to speed up the footage or, you know. And then I think yeah. that sometimes the viewer will call BS. That right. you, you know, if you speed up the footage, um, whereas but we know, do you remember Q's turn? Yep. Uh, as a receptionist, bad receptionist, where he, uh, yeah. he half an hour for for a half hour, right? Uh, yep. And that was in real time. And you know, it's it's tricky to pull off time jokes uh, on on television because you just don't have the time. Uh, <laughs> but that was one of the examples. We cut the freeze down to maybe. What do you think it was? A minute and a half on te- TV? Which is four, four, four. I think it's less oh, than it's a minute. Very short. It's no, like right. forty-three yeah. seconds. But we, um, we should switch that minutes. time clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. But that guy. The, the more interesting part of the story for me is is the guy. Mm-hmm. The guy was just a regular guy lived in Queens uh, or Long uh, Long Island was where we first filmed it, and he became somewhat famous or infamous at work from it. Uh, mm-hmm. And at first. Wow. Uh, we've connected with him since. At first, he was kind of reticent to the fame. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he was a bit embarrassed a, a bit by it, but by, by the fact that he didn't say anything for that long. Uh, but then over time, he grew to love it. And now he has like 
t-shirts and mugs and things like that that he's the of him and Q he's the guy that that put up with Q freezing for eight minutes on TV and yeah. and he's become somewhat famous because of it in his own universe which I put love. him on the walking tour he's on the walking he's tour yeah. Yeah. he's on the bus yeah <laughs> he's torn yeah he's he's, the, he's <laughs> driving tour guy there's a few special people in the back of the bus yeah <laughs> sloppy Joe with some cans of milk oh that's funny yeah they had to wear ponchos. <laughs> There's other things like in this early episode that are just small tweaks. Like in Costco, you see the whole crew because there wasn't a lot of room. And also you didn't know what you wanted, the, the BTS, you know, the behind yeah. the scenes to look like. So you see like people looking at monitors and like, you know, just like staring into the screen and stuff. It's like very early on. Also, there's a lot of scenes like in the park where you guys have over the ear headphones. Yeah. Which, yeah. What, what was the, what, why the decision? Is, I mean, I, I prefer to, you know, to see those beautiful ears, Mer. But what, <laughs> was, that a, was that a conscious decision? Like we should switch to buds? It was a, a cheap decision. The, the, you know, the audio team, that's what they had. And also, I think we thought visually, this way uh, the viewer realizes that we're listening to each other. You know, In the ear, buds are less visual. Uh, and you want it to seem that we're telling each other what to say and do, and we're listening to each other and being yeah. forced to do things. So I think it was a, a, a financial and conscious choice at the same time. Okay. Uh, but not practical. The God, they were awful. Um, Would you say impractical? They were kind of impractical, yeah. And uh, it worked. It fit. I'll tell you what. We didn't know what the TV show was before Costco at all. We had no yeah. idea. And after after the day in Costco, uh, I, I I went back to the edit bay and I was I used to be cutting back then, and we were working on that challenge. And we're like, this is the show. This is it. It's doing and saying what you're told. You know, it's right. not little dares. The original pilot episode. We had to go up and steal food off people's, people's plates in the Chinese restaurant. Then we had to dance in front of strangers in the park. These are just pure dares, you know? Very different from Costco where you're being forced to squirm and being embarrassed by your friends and to do something. And that the Costco is the first time we realized that's the show. And I think by the time we got to film White Castle, which we had filmed White Castle in series and put it in the first episode, but we filmed it two months later, three months later, after we had been through – endless cuts of Costco and the pilot episode and we really saw what worked and I remember going to the the upfronts back in 2000 I guess it had to be 2011 where they showed the state all they did to advertise jokers as a new new show uh, soon to be coming to true TV all they did you know how the networks will cut together these commercials or promos for new new shows right uh, and they show them at the upfronts the upfronts are these ad advertiser uh, rallies, if you will, where they get all the advertisers together with the networks and the networks show off their new slate of programming and hoping that this company will invest millions of dollars. It's, in it's an open bar. It's, it's an open bar. So it's, it's an open bar, yeah. Anyways, so that first upfront, all they did to advertise in Practical Jokers, no promo. There was no promo. All they did was show the, the Costco uh, challenge in its entirety. That's wow. it. Wow. That was it. They just showed... The, the four minute challenge, no no title, no nothing. Just said coming coming this fall in Practical Jokers at True TV, and it was just a hard cut right to Costco, and there was uproarious laughter. The place I remember visually, we were at the Madison Square Garden Theater. No, I'm sorry, we were at the Best Buy Theater in Times Square. Oh yeah, okay. And the place was in hysterics and the other shows that they put on screen the advertisers were like oh, okay 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 and the place was in tears 
the people were stomping at the upfronts, watching just the Costco scene. So that I is mean, the moment that, that crystallized what the show was for us. We're like, that's it. It's and, do and say what you're told, wearing an earpiece. And that was filmed ten years ago. That was 2010 when you when you filmed. That was Costco. filmed. Uh, that was filmed. It had to be July 2010. Right. So it's, wow. it's, it's 10 years like to right now. And yeah. I think that all, all of that comedy still holds up. Like mu- that mustache clown, I rewatched it. It's just as tense as it felt when I watched it in 2010. Don't call me clown mustache. <laughs> all right, mustache. Don't call me clown is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we're better now because we, we along the way realized that it's funnier oftentimes to fail yeah. than it is to succeed. That, that half the show is failing and it's, you need to fail. Oh, yeah. uh, it's funnier to fail. And, and I think we've gotten better at wearing our emotions on our faces too. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, you, the audience wants to see the screws being turned. They want to see what your, your inner turmoil. And I think we're better at that than we were back then. Do you remember the night that the show premiered? Do you remember the date that it was? December 15th, 2011. Oh my God. Wow. Did you nail it? You nailed it. it. That's amazing. What did you do? Yeah, what did you do? We wanted to throw a premiere party. Uh, So Joe and I went to all the neighboring hotels near the old North-South offices, speaking to their management in the weeks leading up to the premiere, asking if we could throw a a TV premiere there. And we found one that said yes. The problem was the hotel did not have True TV. So we had to hire, out of our own pocket, the cable company to come out to install True TV, to add that channel to the whole ho- the entire hotel, so that we could watch the show in their lobby the night of the uh, the night it premiered. And that's how long ago it was. Uh-huh. You couldn't like <laughs> live stream yeah. from a computer. <laughs> so, so going into that night, going into that night, we had no idea. We were at the mercy, literally, of the cable company. We had no idea whether they'd get it installed in time. We had a. I, I brought a backup. DVD of the pilot from the office in case it just didn't work. And we had to just plug in a, a you know, put in a, a DVD of the pilot and just watch it. So thank God it worked. They got, they got the channel installed hotel wide that morning. <laughs> wow. That's that incredible. Morning. That's And we insane. went there that afternoon. Uh, Joe and I, we checked it out. It worked in the projector. We're like, thank God. Ran home, got changed into a suit. Uh, went to dinner with my family. Then we all went to the hotel uh, and uh, and had a party. It, it was crazy. It was our, our closest friends and family. The network, of course, was there. And uh, it was wild. And I remember there's a photo online. You can find it if you type in the tenderloins and things like that. There's a photo online of the four of us in a circle hugging. That is from that night. That's right below the screen. Mm-hmm. We put up a, proje- uh, a projector screen. That is right. That is literally at 9.58 p.m. on December 15th, 2011, uh, two minutes before the, uh, the show premiered. The four of us are hugging each other. And what we were talking about was this. The show may be canceled tomorrow. The ratings may be terrible. We may never have a second episode of the show. But in this moment right now, one minute before we're premiering on TV, we made it. Like we did it. We didn't audition for it. We didn't get cast in it. We created it. We failed for 11 years to get to this moment. And it's real. It can't be stopped. It exists. It will always exist. No matter what happens tomorrow, we have this moment now. That is the exact conversation we're having in that uh, photo you can find online. And that was that that is, awesome. that's, that's amazing. Awesome. It really is. 
you you guys should like remake that photo on December fifteenth, twenty twenty one, when it's like. Wow, wow, that's crazy. That'd, yeah, it'd be, we started filming in uh, June 2010. We didn't premiere until December 15, mm-hmm. 2011. Nuts! Long time. What a crazy, it's been insane since then. Movies and other shows and like yeah. books out. Tours, oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. And last night you had David Zucker on Dinner Party. Uh, that's right. We had Zucker. Uh, last week we had Ed Harris. The, we had Jeff Daniels. Roy Wood Jr., come on. It's been such a fun run with Dinner Party, too. That's great. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mer, do you remember what the first words of the episode were? The premiere. It's so good. You're outside of work. Rehearsal. <laughs> it's Sal. Hold on. Uh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Uttered, hold on. uttered by the, the Jokers. The first words of the first intro. White Castle? Yep, exactly. Hold on, hold on. I'm not, Don't look it up. What are you oh, I what looking up? I'm on my computer. <laughs> my phone is here. You look down. I thought maybe you were going to think. He's looking at it. He's looking at it. He's got the minority report. Stop talking. Everybody stop talking for one second. Sal is the first line. Two words. Yeah. The star of the show has the first line. Hold on. Oh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Mer's thinking. uh, No one's talking. Stop, stop, stop. Stop making any sound. I can picture him saying it. It's a podcast. You, you cut we the silence out, Casey. It, start, it stop, starts stop, with an L. Stop Both of them do. saying anything. Hold on. Leaping lizards. <laughs> wow. Yes. Leaping lizards. Congratulations. Wow. Leaping lizards. Murr's a robot it. confirmed. I know what you just pulled it out of, of the back of your mind. Leaping lizards. I, 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 I knew it was like, I thought it was like, I knew it was, an, I knew it was an L before he said L. I thought it was, um, well, the phrase we say a lot in Jokers is happy day. I thought it was like lucky day or something like that. Like lucky, we say happy day. Do, do you guys know why we say that a lot in the show? Happy. I've never heard you say Yes, that. it's been on n- numerous episodes. I feel like I've never heard uh, it In punishment, so I, well, I always start with like, happy day, here's our big loser, whatever. Oh, that is, yeah. That, when you say it yes, like that, it yes, does happen. I've familiar. said it a dozen times in the show. That is a direct reference to Nicolas Cage in, oh, uh, in the hmm. movie um, – a face-off. <laughs> Great Happy movie. day, Great Cage. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a reference to my Nick, one of my favorite Nicholas Cage movies. Anyways, that, leaping lizards. You nailed leaping it. lizards. Leaping lizards. And now you, you brought up like you know you say it at punishments, and this punishment's really interesting for the first episode because it's obviously you know it's 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 like that thing of Sal grabbing poop. And in my head, I, I've always been like, why did he wear a glove? You know, and that's like the thing that's like, if we could do it again, maybe he wouldn't. But I, I actually, when I rewatched it, I was like, it doesn't really matter because he holds that poop yeah. for so long in, in, even in a glove. And it's the fact that it's someone else's dog's yeah. poop, I think is that's the thing to focus on. So you're not even thinking like, oh, this is so gross. And the glove almost helps you. You'd be like, whoa, this guy takes that, other you know why we poop? did that that was a choice uh made consciously because we thought it might be too gross on tv for people to see his actual hand touch it uh, it was that was uh, the entire reason why we uh we thought people would be grossed out by it we want to be trying to blast it up yeah, yeah. wow if we it, do, do, do you guys know a funny little story a funny little story about the first episode of impractical jokers the first punishment <laughs> of the series is sal picking up dog poop we also came up with the what will be the last punishment of the entire series that day in that park, in that same dog run. The final wow, punishment really? of Impractical Jokers, the series, one day in the long really? future from now when we stop making the show, yeah. the Not final we punishment have a, we want to be <laughs> going back to that original dog run 
and Joe takes a shit in it. <laughs> Joe drops his pants and drops Deuce right there in the dog run. We, That's our mic drop. Wow. Yeah. That's the, the Gatto Deuce drop. We, right had, there. we had three, $400 on the line that day, uh, daring Joe to do it that day when Sal was picking up dog poop, to drop his pants and drop Deuce right in the dog run. A human Amazing. deuce in the dog run. And we had up to like three, four hundred dollars for him to do it. And he promised us that the final day of shooting, he would do it. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Wow. James, thank you so much for joining us today on the pod. <laughs> This is yeah. Incredible. Got it, guys. Thank you so I'm much. glad you guys are back doing this. It's great. Such great stuff. Can't, uh, can't wait to yeah. be back filming uh, very soon. We can't wait, man. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Love you guys. Miss you too. All right. Thanks, James, for being here. Uh, this is very exciting because we have another great guest for next week's episode. We have Joe Gatto. How cool is that? Hey. It's insanely cool. How'd we get him? I I paid him a, a like a good deal of money, which is weird that he took it. Yeah. He- <laughs> doesn't need it he adopts he doesn't shop right so yeah when you do that for dogs is it free casey he better, he better not take my money and buy a dog yeah um all right great thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next time bye bye, bye.